0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Time Out with Doc and Caveman. As always, you're here with Dr. Fantasy and my co-host, the Fantasy Caveman. We are continuing on with our NBA team previews. Today, we're going to be talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. But before we do that, I just want to remind everybody to subscribe on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. Please make sure you throw this video a like. That really helps us out. So, talking about the Lakers today, we're going to be recapping last season and then talking about this upcoming season for them. So, last year they were 42 and 30, seventh in the Western Conference. It's interesting that we're going through these in reverse standing order. and we just finished the fourth place team in the Eastern Conference. And we're just getting to the Western Conference now with the seventh. So just yeah. interesting, the difference in records there. But yeah, a lot uh, of here Western we
1: Conference teams coming
0: up. Lots to come. Uh, the much stronger conference last season. So uh, Frank Vogel was their head coach last year. A few random stats. They were the eighth worst three-point shooting team last year. They had the most rebounds in the league. They were 18th in points in the paint, so kind of in the middle. They were one of the best three-point defending team, fifth best. Um, First in defensive rating on the season, and then 24th in offensive rating. Obviously, a big storyline here is going to be the injuries. LeBron only playing 45 games. Anthony Davis only playing 36. That obviously had a big impact on their season. Um, Some of their Leaders, though, LeBron with 25 points, Anthony Davis with 21.8, Dennis Schroeder with 15.4. Rebounds, Andre Drummond came in later in the season, 10.2. Anthony Davis at 7.9 and LeBron at 7.7. Assists, you have LeBron at 7.8, Dennis Schroeder at 5.8. Uh, steals Anthony Davis 1.3 and then you had LeBron Schroeder Caruso and Drummond tied at 1.1 and then once again Anthony Davis with blocks at 1.6 so we're going to talk about the turnover here in just a minute with all their additions and losses but is there anybody that's left that impressed you okay uh
1: you mean out of Anthony Davis LeBron James and the wonder that is Horton Tucker, because off the top of my head, those are the only three names that I think are still there from last season. That's it. Uh, I mean, Horton, I mean, Horton Tucker was, I mean, there's a reason why he's still with the team. And he wasn't part of the turnover. Uh, he was a very reliable, uh, role player for him last season. Uh, And rightfully so, they are very they are very high on Horton Tucker. Uh, They were involved in a lot of trade talks last season. You know, there there were guys like Kyle Lowry that were rumored to possibly be coming to LA, and the Lakers. And this is it may be why a deal wasn't done last season. Uh, They refused to include Horton Tucker in any deal. Uh, they were not willing to budge on on moving this moving this guy, and I mean, I I mean, and I definitely see it. Uh, you look at the Lakers bench last season, very overwhelming overall, but Horton Tucker was the only, really, the only guy that came in off the bench and was able to basically create his own shot. I mean, and he has that ability that. Not a lot of guys on the team had last season, so uh, yeah, he was. I mean, and we're, and we basically don't really have that many options because we know. Obviously, we know that. I don't like to talk about guys that impressed that are no longer on the team because why does that matter going forward if they're not on the team anymore? But the reality is. We we know what LeBron is at this stage in his career. Uh, Anthony Davis, although he is only he's, he has he, he it seems like Anthony Davis has been around forever, but the reality is what well, Anthony Davis isn't even thirty yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but the reality is I think even at this point we kind of know what Anthony Davis is at this point in his career as well. Uh, so there's really not much room for even. For that, those guys to improve or get better, I'd say so. Yeah, there, there's not much to say about last season and the guys that were there because there was nobody there. There's no, there's nobody left.
0: Yeah, Anthony Davis, you mentioned, still only 28 years old. I think he was brought in to kind of usher in the next era of Los Angeles. I thought it was interesting, too, uh, Talon Horton Tucker, Tucker, only 20 years old, and they were willing to unmove him. They obviously see him as some big part of this future then. By the way, Anthony Davis and I have the same birthday. That's just a fun fact. Um, That's random. That's my fun fact today. but yeah, I mean, I there's really not much else to say. Really, the bulk of this conversation is going to come about their free agent additions. So I'll just hop into it because the big storyline last season, I remember when we went live a few times, it was who's the third scorer behind LeBron and AD. And it was normally Dennis Schroeder. It was I think we have the a very effective in that role. But yeah, it's a little different. So let's just go through what they did this offseason because that's going to be the more interesting conversation. So guys that they added. <clears throat> how
1: how much let time me clear do we have? my
0: throat. Uh let me clear my throat. Uh Russell Westbrook, Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, Wayne Ellington, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, Rejean Rondo and Carmelo Anthony. Okay. So that's 10 new players added with the 3 that pretty much gives you their roster for this season. Uh you know, you're going to add a few guys way on the back end of the bench, but that's pretty much going to be the roster there. And then guys, a loss. Contavious Caldwell Pope, Devontae Cook, Alex Caruso, Andre Drummond, Jared Dudley, Mark Gasol, Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, Ben McElmore, Alfonso McKinney, Marquise <laughs> Morris. We're naming all of them Wes Matthews, and Dennis Schroder. So they didn't do much this offseason, but. What do you have to say about this quiet offseason overall for the Lakers, Caveman? Uh,
1: yeah, they didn't really do much. I mean, I mean...
0: Besides, they better, I hope they have enough money saved to pay for the retirement home because this is the oldest roster in the NBA by a lot.
1: By a lot, yeah. I mean, and I honestly, I don't... Okay, so we know, and we'll just get the, we'll get to the move of the offseason that was the trade of the trade to acquire Russell Westbrook. Uh, that is the one that stand that's far and away the move of the offseason. I am and, and as you know, I am a huge Russell Westbrook fan. But the reality is is I absolutely hated this move. Uh I I don't, and I mean I get what, what I get why they did it. You kind of need, and they kind of went out. We kind of they answered the question who's going to be the number three option behind LeBron and Anthony Davis, and they took that and just went to the extreme. It was like okay, we're going to go get Russell Westbrook, and so they definitely answered who's going to be their number three option. Uh, they answered that for sure, but uh, wow, did they give up a lot to get it to get Russell Westbrook? Uh, I mean, I get it, I get why they did it, but I don't, I don't think that really, and I, I, I think it's a lot to do with the. I think it's gonna be a very questionable fit alongside LeBron and Anthony Davis. Because LeBron at this stage in his career is going to be the most effective when he has the ball in his hands. Uh, And Russell Westbrook at this stage in his career, being the fact that he is, and this is being kind, a not great three-point shooter, (laughs) uh, I think Russell Westbrook, in order to be effective, and even I can admit this, needs the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. Russell West and Russell Westbrook is not going to be great playing off the ball, which is basically what he is going to be doing this season because let's not let's be real. I, it doesn't matter who they bring in. Anthony Davis is the future of the franchise, but this is still LeBron's team. It will be LeBron's team until he is no longer there. Even if he's forty years old and still playing with the Lakers. <laughs> it's still gonna be LeBron's team.
0: And Bronny Jr.
1: And Bronny Jr. So it might be Bronny Jr.'s team. <laughs> uh but I just I just overall I mean and, and uh and I don't I don't mean to overshadow the other moves they made. I mean, I actually love all the other guys they brought in. I love all the other moves. I think they made the right moves. I mean, Carmelo Anthony is a guy where I'm, I'm happy that Carmelo Anthony is going to have a legit chance at a championship finally. It seems like he really hasn't had that at all in his career. Uh, so I, I love for that a guy like Kamala Anthony is going to have a chance to get a ring. Uh, I mean, I love the depth they brought in with DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard, you know, fill that center position well. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, who I think was a very underrated signing for them. Uh, even guys like Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore, those are going to be guys that are going to well, they're going to have to play valuable minutes because, you know, that's what they're, that's what they were paid to do. That's what they are paid to, uh, to come in and do. But, uh, yeah. Russ, obviously the Russell Westbrook thing was the big one, but overall, I don't, I don't love their offseason, even though they brought in a lot of guys. Uh, the Russell Westbrook thing kind of Undermines the rest of the moves they made, and
0: I don't, I just don't love it. Yeah, there's a few things to uh, dive into here. First, I don't think they gave up too much for Russell Westbrook. They got Westbrook and three second-round picks for what: Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Montrezl Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, and Isaiah Jackson. It ended up being, I mean, that's really not much in my opinion for Russell Westbrook. I mean, it, so I'll start I mean,
1: off. To me it did. It kind of. It, it, it
0: hurts their depth quite a bit. Yeah, but they kind of answered that by signing a like bunch go of go on and get a, got
1: a lot of retirement home guys. That's how they answered that
0: That's, yeah, I mean, Malik Monk, I think, is going to be underrated, too. And Kendrick Nunn, they're both 26 and under. Besides that, yeah, I mean, they need to... They're just pulling guys out of retirement. This is like the Buccaneers right now, just pulling guys out of retirement to come play for them. But, um. Uh, where do I want to start with this, though? Um, yeah, I mean, the reality with Russell Westbrook, which you kind of hit on, is that when superstar tandems like this tend to work, is you need guys that are very willing and successful at playing off the ball, right? So when we look at Brooklyn with Durant, Harden, and Kyrie, all three of those guys are good off and on the ball. Like, you can pick your poison. James Harden can be the primary ball handler one series. And Durant and Kyrie are very effective without the ball. You give Kyrie the ball, Harden and Durant still, and vice versa, like, they're very versatile offensively. And Russell Westbrook is a little bit of a one-trick pony, which sounds weird for a guy that has the most triple-doubles of all time. But offensively, that's kind of the real You know what he's doing. He's going to drive to the basket. And I think what they tried to do is surround him with strong three point shooters, right? Similar to what they did with LeBron early in his career is, you know, we have LeBron and now we need to surround him with shooting. So they did that with Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, Wayne Ellington. They're all very good three point shooters. So I see what they were going for. Um, but I just, I don't know if I buy it offensively. I really don't. I mean,. I at least give them credit for, I like when teams are aggressive. I don't like when teams sit back and they're like, you know what, we're rebuilding for 50 years. I like when they go out and make moves like this and you're like, all right, like what was our biggest issue last season? They struggled with injuries, which really tested their depth. So they said, okay, we're going to sign like 13 legitimate, really good players. And then who's our third scoring option? Oh, the guy that has the most triple doubles of all time and is a, you know, one of the greatest stat stuffers of this generation i'm not saying offensive forces but i'll say one of the greatest stat stuffers of this generation i mean and technically all time comment. it really is you're welcome um so i get what they're doing i i like when teams say okay what was our struggles last year? what was our weaknesses we're addressing that with a very specific plan so i can respect that but yeah i think they're gonna i think the reality is russell Westbrook is going to have to change who he is as an offensive player. And I don't know if he can do that at this point in his career. He hasn't done it with being in the league for 12 years, whatever it's been now. I, just, I don't see him saying, you know what? Yeah, I'll take a backseat to LeBron. Or, you know, I think LeBron would be more willing to say, you know what, I'll hand the keys to Russ and let him and AD do their thing. But that's not a winning formula either. So I don't think that's...
1: I mean, the reality is is as I expect that Russell Westbrook is probably gonna have the ball in his hands quite a bit because LeBron is the type of player uh and I man, man, do I hate complimenting LeBron God it 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 pains what is it pains, happening it pains my soul to compliment LeBron uh but, LeBron is the type of player that I think he is going to adjust to what the team needs him to do or what to, or adjust to the pieces they have around him. And while I do, while I do think that when he's on the court, Russell Westbrook was probably going to have the ball in his hands a lot, I think the reality is is the way the Lakers are constructed, and the and the and the reason why LeBron is is there, in, in the reality is to win championships. And LeBron, the Lakers are not going to win a championship with LeBron taking a backseat. Look, you're not just going to have LeBron just moving around the court, not playing with the ball in his hands. 'Cause that's just not a way to win when you have a guy like LeBron James. And the reality is is they're going to be forced to do that with having Russell Westbrook on the team. Because you are not going to play Russell Westbrook off the ball. Because Russell Westbrook has never been and, and in a for, and I man do I hate it. Man, I am just not having fun this episode because I'm confident <laughs> and I am and I am talking down on Russell Westbrook, which I hate to do. Uh, so I am, I am, I am miserable. This episode. Uh,
0: What's more surprising, you talking bad about Russell Westbrook or me talking bad about the Miami Heat?
1: I that that's really that that's a that's tough. That's a toss up. <laughs> Uh Considering I really expect you to be higher on um the Heat, but the that's the I'm just. That's just, I'm just facing the reality at this point. Russell Russell Westbrook is a terrible fit on this. Uh, I and mean, that's just, that's just what it comes down to.
0: So let's go over their depth chart because I have a few other questions asked. So let's go through this depth chart and that'll make the flow of some of these questions better. So in the backcourt right now, they have Russell Westbrook and Wayne Ellington listed as the starters behind them. Uh, and I've seen Wayne Ellington starting uh, most places that I look. So, I mean, you're going to mix and match these lineups quite a bit. So it really doesn't matter, but they have Trevor Ariza listed at the three right now, which I mean, it is what it is, but behind those three guys, you also have Kendrick Nunn, Malik Montellin, Hort, Horton Tucker, Rajon Rondo. Um, I said Kendrick Nunn. I think that's pretty much all of them. Then you have Ariza, Ellington, Westbrook, Horton Tucker, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, Rondo. I, I think that's everybody. I feel like I'm forgetting someone. but Oh, Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore is there, too. Don't want to forget him. Uh, and then in the front court, they have LeBron and AD listed as the starters. Behind them, you have Carmelo. You have, uh, I mean, at the five, you with Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, and DeAndre Jordan, you should be pretty set all I the mean, way around. I agree I,
1: there, but
0: even though their average age is very old, but um, yeah. So we've already talked about it. The depth is there. You were talking about offensively how you think that the fit isn't quite right, but what do you think about defensively? Do you think that this can still be a top five defensive team based on the pieces they brought in and out?
1: Oh, 100%. Uh, you have, I mean, you have Anthony Davis as a defensive anchor, and he is going to be a top top five defensive player in the league every season. Uh, LeBron James at this point, in this career, I think LeBron LeBron James is going to be an underrated. God, I hate talking good about LeBron James. It bothers me so much. Uh, but I, I think LeBron James is going to be a very solid defender as well for him, uh, this season. Uh, and they just brought in a lot of, Rondo's going to come in and be tough defensively. Kendrick Dunn's going to come in and be good defensively. We know the, we know the defensive forces that Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan are at this point. Uh. Trevor Ariza is going to come in and play good defensively. Ken Bay's, I mean, they're so, the, the theme is a lot of the guys they brought in are very, very solid defenders. Uh, so I don't think they're going to lose anything defensively. And Russell Westbrook, maybe he's not the greatest defender, but he gives effort. And that's the big thing with Russell Westbrook is he is going to—I don't expect Russell Westbrook to not— to change the way he plays, which the way he plays is he gives a hundred percent a hundred percent of the time. While it's at times it's quite reckless and maybe at some point is a detriment to the team he's on. But he is going to at least try and uh you're not gonna you're not gonna get shorted from an effort perspective when it comes to Russell Westbrook. Uh so I think that I think that's going to help this team a little bit. Uh, and, we, and you also didn't match They did, and, I, and based on the depth that they have, he probably won't even see the court at all this season, but they did bring in an undrafted guy in Joel uh, Ayahi, whatever, I think that's how you pronounce his name. They they, they, they brought him in as an undrafted rookie. Uh Obviously, probably going to start in the G League, probably not going to make this team. But I think he's a guy that you need, I think, down the road that is a potential guy to keep a name on. But, I mean, yeah, they're going to be just fine defensively. I don't see them getting any worse, I'd say.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think the reality is that this team's going to be a top-five defensive team. You know, you started to talk a little bit about maybe what their expectations are, alluding to it at least. But, I mean, the reality is what will hold this team back is whether or not offensively they can click. The one thing I'll give Russell Westbrook is he is a competitive guy, and if there's a guy that may be willing to— I need
1: you to praise Russell Westbrook in order to make me feel better about myself.
0: I'll never question his competitiveness, but maybe sometimes. But um, he's a competitive guy. If there's a guy that will change how he plays in order to win a ring, I don't know. It might be Russell Westbrook, if we're being honest. But I feel like he's the kind of guy who cares about legacy and wants to put a championship ring on that resume. So if there's a guy that's going to be willing to kind of mold his game in order to be a championship player, I think it might be Russell Westbrook. So. Uh, That's the one thing that I think they may have going for them. But this is the kind of team that will probably struggle early in the season. You'll see they'll need more time to gel than others. But I don't I I mean, you can say what you want, but they address their biggest concerns. And if they gel offensively, which I, I, I think they can at the end of the day, do I think it's an ideal fit? No, but I feel like LeBron is enough of a guy where he can do whatever you need him to do, if we're being honest about it. Let him play off the ball. He's been an all first and second team defender. So he's great defensively, you know, but let him play off the ball. Let him be a secondary playmaker. Let him be the primary playmaker, whatever you need him. I think that he's going to move all around and be his offensive versatility makes up a little bit for Russell Westbrook's lack of. Um, So there's no reason this team can't compete for a championship. Do I think this is a team that's going to gel and win a championship in year one? I would say probably not. This is, you know, similar to Miami when LeBron went there. It took them a full season and then some until they truly lived up to their potential and won a championship. So I think you could see a similar situation here. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, we – it's the – Most questionable fit we've seen with LeBron. You know, you kind of saw how Wade and Bosh were going to fit with him. You kind of saw how um, Kyrie and Love and him all fit together when they were in Cleveland. This is the first time you're like, "Mm, I don't know how that's going to fit. And I think it'll really test out how, uh, you know, versatile LeBron is. And, you know, can he actually make mismatch pieces fit together?
1: Yeah, and the reality is, is... They're going to be a championship contending team. When you have three of arguably the top ten players in the league, uh, and I still think Russell Westbrook's the top ten player in the league, uh, but when you have the top three of the top ten teams, you're going to be a championship contender based off talent alone. Uh So they're going to be in, I think, their seeding by the time playoffs come around is going to be a little uh, deceiving because, like you said, I do think it's going to take, if this is going to work, it is going to take a while. This is going to be a lot of growing pain, which is is kind of weird to think you have so many veteran guys, (laughs) and you'll be like, oh, this, this is going to take a while to gel with all these veterans. But that's the reality, is they brought in a ton of names, you know, mainly Russell, uh, main, with Russell Westbrook being at the, ha- the head of it. But it's going to take a lot to figure out, okay, what's everybody's role going to be? What's everybody going to have to do in order for this team to be successful? Uh, so do I think they're going to be as bad as number seven? No. I think the – I think there's a lot of things to why the Lakers finished as low as they did last season. Like you mentioned when we started this episode, LeBron James and Anthony Davis didn't play a lot together last season. They mm-hmm. basically uh, they both missed quite a bit of time. Uh, so obviously, assuming health, uh, which is especially with this team, is big, and that's the thing we haven't even talked about a ton. Russell Westbrook at this point at this point in his career has missed it seems like the injuries are starting to uh take a little bit of a toll on Russell Westbrook. Uh and if they remain healthy, they're gonna be a top four or five seed. I think they can fi- they're gonna I think they can finish as low as five. Uh just because I think it's going to take some time for them to gel, but, uh, yeah. Well, do I think they win the championship? No. Uh, I doubt. I do think they can come out of the Western Conference. Uh, and that. Sa- that says a lot. Uh, because the Western Conference as a whole got a hell a hell of a lot stronger. But at the same time, I think this is literally the first off season. Uh, where I can say, okay, the East can seriously compete with the West as the being a good con as as the better conference. So I I still think the West as a whole is going to be stronger this season, but uh, the East as well is I think they got a help. They finally got a lot better. So I don't I don't see the Lakers coming out and beating Milwaukee or Brooklyn. I still think Milwaukee and Brooklyn are the two teams to beat in terms of uh, to being the champ- champions. And that that seems disrespectful to say to the Phoenix Suns, who just made the finals. Uh, But I really think, I don't think the Lakers can beat Milwaukee or Brooklyn. But I don't know, uh, there's no reason why this team can't go back and make the finals.
0: You know the NBA would love to see the Lakers versus Brooklyn in the finals. That's what the,
1: Lakers, that's what the NBA wanted last season. And that's, that's why a lot of people, and I get it. Westbrook
0: Harden and Durant all reuniting.
1: That, a lot of people think the NBA is a bit like scripted and fixed, in a sense. But I think last season proves that it isn't. I mean, in what universe were Milwaukee and Phoenix ex- gonna be the teams that make the finals last season? I mean nowhere. So everybody just assumed it was a foregone conclusion that it was gonna be the Lakers and Nets, which I think a lot of people expect that to be the case again this season. Uh which obviously it would shock no one, but I do think the Lakers have a chance to make at least make the finals. I don't think that's out of their cards.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. So, um, I don't think that I have anything else to add. So, um. Yeah, I think that's it for the Lakers. Uh, Definitely championship aspirations for them heading into next season. So we appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure you throw the video a like. We appreciate that support. But we are going to keep rolling on here. We're over halfway through now. Only uh, less than a month now before the season. So keep checking out our page for content. And we'll see you guys next time.
1: Yep.